Hey everyone, welcome back to another video. Before I get into these stories, I just wanted to mention, there's going to be a sponsored segment somewhere in the middle of this video. I'm only mentioning this because people tend to rage quit whenever they realize that I do advertisements to make money on the channel. I don't know. But remember, you can always skip things that you don't want to hear. Anyways, as always, I'll have timestamps and a pinned comment for every story if you want to skip any. And remember, if you have a story of your own that you would like to submit to me, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. All that being said, I hope you enjoy these stories, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you all again on Monday. And remember, to always, stay on. This happened to me when I was seven. The people this story is about is my brother who is 11, and my old friends, called E, W, and R, who were all 9, 7, and 8. For some background, we lived in this side-by-side -side townhouse apartment, which had and has a really bad history, from drugs to break-ins. While in each row, they had these sheds in the back, which will be important later. So, me and my brother and my friends would love to go in the woods next door, which was literally right up the hill next to us, which was a pretty small, not even a minute hike. One day, though, we wanted to go further than we ever had before, and with our cheery kid brains, we thought nothing could go wrong, so we headed up the hill and into the forest. We were always warned not to go to the top because there was an Indian reservation up there, but we knew the boundaries, so we broke them. We were heading far up, and this was right in the middle of summer, so we were very hot and dry. Figuring it would be quicker down than up, we kept going. The more we were heading up, the forest started to dwindle as a small mud stream no longer than a foot. As the leaves slowly flowed down it, we jumped across and started climbing trees until we started getting paranoid, like we weren't alone. Now, there was this subtle eerie vibe so we went off back exploring until we found this really old cabin. I mean, the glass was broken and it had stained yellow with the logs brittling, though it didn't seem like anyone graffitied it. So we headed near it, the light coming from the top of the hill. We were so close that we saw it shining through less mass amounts of trees than before. As we then heard a crunch, we ran back, scattered in different directions, now scared. My brother and I left with our friends E and W heading down and R in the middle, as we all then heard a sinister giggle as we then turned hearing more crunching. There was a tall black man, but not like he was African American. I mean, like he was so dirty that he could have been a shadow. He was just standing there in nothing but a deep disgusting yellow underwear as we then ran as fast as we could. It turns out he was the one stalking everyone from the hill and watching everyone's movements. Me and all my friends got the hell out of there ASAP, and we never went back. I'm not sure whatever came of that man, or if he's still there or not, but I don't plan to ever find out. At the time of this story, I was a freshly turned 18-year-old female. This happened to me and my best friend who was a year older than me, who's a male, 
And to this day, we still have a pretty big fascination for urbex. We live near sort of a bigger city where there are loads of rundown and abandoned buildings. There's some in the area that we continue to go to because of a number of reasons, such as the view from the roof, the scenery, and just the overall thrill of it, becoming more familiar and comfortable with certain ones. This one particular building that we went to a lot was by far bigger than the rest. It was six stories high with a roof view over the city. It was a summer night and we decided to just hang out that night like the night owls we are. But instead of it only being us two, how normally it was, my best friend's girlfriend, his brother and his girlfriend decided they would tag along this time. We were all about within the same age range, between the ages of 18 to 24. Now keep in mind, all of us beside my best friend's girlfriend was kind of used to this sort of thing, and we didn't really get easily creeped out. However, his girlfriend was terrified. So we all pile into the car and head off, and it's only about five minutes away. In order to get into the building, you must climb a rocky hill over some train tracks, make a four-foot jump to a low rooftop, walk over the rooftop, and there's a platform off the second floor to the abandoned building to jump to and then you're in. We all then pile through a broken window fairly quickly, and my friend and I are basically leading the way. It's pitch black inside, other than streetlights through broken windows. At this point, we're kind of just walking around, joking and not really being too worried about being caught. As we're having playful conversations and joking around, we found ourselves walking down the stairwell towards floor one. While we're all having a good time, you could tell that my friend's girlfriend was a little uneasy about it. Typically, she would never even tag along, but that night she wanted to give it a shot. And of course, the one night where we actually ran into something. We're all exploring around, still talking and having normal conversation. Now, I wouldn't say we were necessarily too loud. We weren't whispering, but we also weren't being very loud either. Truly though, we had never ever run into anything at that point after so many trips to that one building. We never ran into trouble or the police for trespassing or anything. So worrying wasn't really on our minds. Anyways, we're now heading straight towards the basement. We have the lights on our cell phones on. However, we didn't think we needed them considering we knew that building as if it was our own home. But at this point we're now inside the basement and there's a slight dim lighting from a window at the very top of the area that we were in. You could see just how old and dirty the building was, and there was rubbish all over the floor. As everyone was walking ahead, my friend's brother's girlfriend pulls me to the side, right behind the group, then whispering, Hey, I have an idea that'll scare the hell out of Becky. Which is my friend's girlfriend, the uneasy one. She then proceeded to pick up a small piece of metal off the floor, and gestured she would throw it right in the opposite direction into the basement so that it would make a loud noise in the distance. I figured that wasn't too cruel, so I shook my head up and down, indicating I agreed with the plan. I know it's pretty mean, but we're always pranking each other in this sort of way. So moments go by, and we catch up with the group. At that moment, she launched the piece of metal, which eventually smacks against the concrete and then hits the ground making a really loud noise, of course. 
which before we could see everyone's reaction, we all then heard something that made us scared to death. The moment after the sound of the metal against the concrete ended, we heard a loud screaming coming from directly in front of us. Right at that moment, we took off so quickly towards any exit we could find. Oh, and I forgot to mention earlier, there's actually multiple ways in and out of the building. However, the way that we climbed in was actually the closest to where we parked. So everyone is running at this point and getting split up, all going out in different ways. We do all eventually get out and meet back at the car. That being said though, my friend's girlfriend won't return on another trip to us going to an abandoned building ever again. We've been back to that building since, but on that day, we were just so creeped out about that scream we heard. I honestly don't want to imagine what would have happened if we kept walking, if we never decided to pull that small prank. The worst part about it all is that the scream didn't even sound human-like, but it sounded more deep and demonic. I don't know what it was, but I'm really glad we never found out. I live in a small town. It's a bad city with lots of crime and gang activity. And my house is in the best neighborhood in town. My parents were very lenient on where I went now that we moved here. And they thought of this place as a safe zone of sorts. So one day... Me and my friends were together at my one friend's house named Jack. He has this idea to go exploring at this abandoned factory that he found in the woods. And we were all in. So we rode our bikes down to the entrance of the woods to get a little closer to the building. Now, this is the best neighborhood. But there are gang members that live in a house across the street. So we were careful to hide our bikes and be silent just in case. We walked through the woods about a hundred yards roughly before seeing the building. We hopped through a hole in the fence and explored the building. There was some pretty valuable stuff there that my friend Jack stole and actually sold for a little bit on eBay. The first few times of doing this, nothing happens. So we started to get comfortable, going there semi-often. One day while I wasn't able to hang out and go to the cabin as we started to call it, they do everything as normal but they were careless and they left their bikes out in the open and they almost got stolen by the gang members across the street. When I returned, we decided to go again, but we decided to walk the one-fourth of a mile there and then leave our bikes at another friend's house. On our way there, we saw that the gang members aren't home. We all yell at Jack for suggesting that we walk it here, yet we continue into the woods and into the building. After a while, we all hear twigs and bushes being tampered with, but there are some of our friends on the outside of the building, so we didn't think anything of it. Now, the building had two parts, a big open space and a small room that had some electrical wiring in it. We decided not to touch anything in the room because we wanted to be safe. There's one door that leads into that small room that was broken and never shuts. Well... While we're all messing around and having fun, my friend who I'll call Mark then hears a door slam and immediately screams for us to run. We don't waste any time and run out into the forest and get into the road. We turn back and we then see a woman and we don't look back anymore after that. Now, I'm pretty overweight, so when I say I ran like the wind, 
I mean, I ran faster than I ever had in my fucking life. We went to our friend's house to pick up our bikes, and we all went home. They swear that they haven't been back there in over a year now. I haven't been back since, and I don't think I'm going to. Hey everyone, apologies for the interruption, but I wanted to talk about today's sponsor, ShipStation. If you run an e-commerce business, you probably feel like it's about time people stop treating e-commerce giants better just because they're bigger. And you're right. That's why ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers of all sizes access to the same deeply discounted rates that are usually only reserved for Fortune 500 companies. It's no wonder ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 sellers. ShipStation also allows you to save some money while making shipping a whole lot easier. But ShipStation doesn't just save you money. ShipStation works with over 45 carriers, easily compare rates and delivery times to quickly find the best option every time. It also works with over 300 platforms, like Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and more. And it can automate processes like fulfillment and tracking, so you can save time managing orders. Don't let all the big guys keep all the discounts to themselves. Sign up using promo code CANNIBAL for a free 60-day trial today at ShipStation.com and start saving with every shipment. That's two whole months of discounted shipping absolutely free. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in CANNIBAL. ShipStation. Make ship happen. This happened about five or six years ago when me and my friends were freshmen in high school. We frequently went into the woods near our school that had some abandoned structures. Sometimes we went in there to smoke, graffiti, or just otherwise explore. It was always a pretty fun time. On a fall day after school, we decided to go exploring in the woods as we usually do. For the first 10 to 15 minutes into our adventure, everything was normal. Then we eventually came across a tree that had a big dagger sticking out of it. I pretty much immediately got a really horrible feeling. One of my friends Nathan went over to the tree and took out the dagger. And sure enough, it was 100% real. I'm not exactly sure what I was thinking, but part of me was just hoping that it was some sort of gag toy or something. We all just kind of looked at each other. A little weirded out, but didn't think much of it. Maybe thought someone left it there before we came to mess with whoever came across it. Well, that's what we were all hoping for. Nathan put the dagger in his backpack, and off we went. It wasn't too long after we came across the tree that things started to get weird, and I was the first to notice it. There was a man in all black following us, keeping a good distance away. He was always to the right of us, hiding behind some trees. From what I could see, he looked to be an average high man wearing a black hoodie, black jeans, and black boots. Yes, everything black. I wanted to leave the second I saw him, but when I told my friends what I had seen, I don't think any of them believed me. They kind of just laughed it off. Either they thought I was seeing things, or they thought someone was just messing with us and they didn't feel very threatened by it. By the time we were about 40 minutes into the woods was when they finally saw him. This time he was closer, about 30 feet away from us. 
I still couldn't make out much detail about his face because he had his hood on and his head down, although I could see he was wearing a white t-shirt underneath his hoodie. Everyone then froze for a brief moment, and we all just kind of stared, not really sure what to do with the situation. Everyone stood in silence for about three very long, very scary seconds, until he then ran farther back into the woods behind some trees until we couldn't even see him anymore. I grabbed onto Nathan's arm, who was the closest to me, and then said, We have to go. Now. I had a horrible pit in my stomach. At first, we made our way back to the entrance of the woods at a jogging pace. I think we were all trying to downplay the experience in our minds to not invoke pure fear and panic. We kept at that pace for about a minute or two, until we heard leaves crunching and sticks breaking behind us. We turn around, and there he is trailing us. We start running, and he starts chasing us. I was the one behind the group, so the man was closest to me, and I could actually hear his heavy breathing. That's how close he was to me. An arm's length away. We picked up our speed, and I thought for sure that I was going to pass out because I was fairly out of shape. But we luckily made it out in about 25 minutes, stopping once or twice to catch our breath when the man wasn't in sight. Once we all got out, we kind of just looked at each other, all of us trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. We didn't talk much about it after that. I don't think any of us wanted to think about it for too long. Looking back on it now, we definitely probably should have reported it to the police, just in case that man tried to hurt any other innocent kids going into the woods. But unfortunately, the thought didn't cross our minds. I don't know if it was him who placed that dagger in the tree, or why it was there, and honestly, I don't want to think about it. I don't know why he was there or what his intentions were, but I'm really glad we got away. And I hope he hasn't hurt or tried to hurt anyone else since.